From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. We all have these terrible stories to get over, and you... It's not true. Some of us have great stories, pretty stories that take place at lakes with boats and friends and noodle salad. What makes it so hard is not that you had it bad, but that you're that pissed that so many others had it good. No. Listen to that very quick no. What happens when something good goes on in other people's lives and you're just sitting back and you're not doing much with your own life? How do you deal with that? Many people just become very envious and they they need their negatives in their life as an excuse. You know, look at what's happened to me. But really, you've got to be very careful with that because sometimes... The truth is not that you're severely and sincerely traumatized and you need help with that, but sometimes it's that you're running away from yourself. You know you haven't made good choices or you haven't made what you could have of your life and you're so angry with yourself that when you sit back and you look at other people excelling and doing things that they want to do and leading good lives, you just need to cling to your terrible stories. And you need to cling to other people's terrible stories and their great ones are an irritation. If that's the case, you don't want to engage in self-betrayal. You don't want to always find ways to run away from yourself. You want to find ways to make your life great, even if you've gone through significant trauma. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is the rational basis of happiness. And this is an opportunity for you to call in and ask any question that you would ask a counselor or a therapist. I'm a clinical psychologist and it's free advice. My number, you can jot it down now and as you're thinking of your phone calls, I'll be listening to some after hours calls and answering them. But my number is toll free one eight seven seven. Dr. Kenner. That's toll free one eight seven seven D R K E N N E R. Again, the number's toll free one eight seven seven Dr. Kenner D R K E N N E R. Now we've got several things coming up. A woman who's fifty years old and has one dog, two cats, and an iguana. And you know, that she salvages them from various places. Now what's missing in her life? Romance, a career, a good relationship with her children, friends, all of the important things are missing, but she's got her iguana. And she seems to salvage alcoholics. Her father was one too. So that may resonate with some of you. That's common. If you've grown up with an alcoholic father, sometimes you attract the same in your life and you may be trying to, trying to replay all themes. Also, if we have time, I'll be talking about a little boy who has a germ phobia. Yesterday I was eating a lobster salad. I was sharing one with my daughter and a big chunk of lobster, huge chunk of lobster, the tail meat, fell underneath the picnic table right in front of us. Now what do you do in that case? Well, I had a glass of water. So what do you do with a glass of water and a chunky piece of lobster that's covered with dirt? You rinse it off. So I rinse it off. I go to eat it. My daughter says, that's gross. You can't eat that, Mom. And I'm thinking, well, why can't I eat it? 
you know, Daniel Boone would have eaten it. Lewis and Clark would have eaten it. So I went ahead and I ate it and I enjoyed it. So what happens if you grow up with parents who are saying, don't touch this, don't touch that. That's full of germs. You'll get a cold. Your aunt died of pneumonia because she touched something. We'll talk about a little boy who's having problems with that. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My number's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. And right now, we're going to turn to our after-hours sign to listen to a darling 16-year-old who's having problems with her parents. Her parents want her to obey them, and that resonates with almost all of us. So listen as to whether you feel scorn for her or sympathy. Hi, I'm 16 years old, and um, I was just wondering, how do I avoid my parents? Because my parents are, um, they don't agree with my boyfriend and my boyfriend and I. Everything went out for seven months, and we brought him along on a trip one day, and he was being shy and stuff, and then we came home, and then he dropped, we, my parents dropped him off at home, and then my mom's like, you'll never see that boy again. And I don't know why. He said that he was being rude. And uh, I've been dating him for so long, and I just don't want to leave him and stuff. And I just wanted to know if you could help me. And my parents are psychos. And, like, my parents don't let me do anything. Like, I know I'm only 16 years old, but they don't let me. They don't let me out of the house at all. They really don't. And, like, I try to, I do all what they say. I obey the rules. I, I've been doing this for all, I just, I've been doing it forever. And I just, I'm just getting tired of, like, doing what they say. And I'm just, I don't want to do it. I was just wondering if you could help me. Okay, if you can bear with me a minute, I am going to say something that I don't believe. But you will hear common advice like this, and then I'm going to tell you what I really think. Uh, you know, these are your parents, and you have to obey them. I mean, they know what's best for you. You're not old enough to know what's best for you, and maybe this boy is no bad news, and your parents can sense it, and you just have to go by what they say. I mean, you're lucky to have parents that care enough that they're there and that they tell you what to do all the time. Now, do I believe that? Not one minute. I think... I tend to believe what you think, which is that your parents are psychos, meaning that they're too over-controlling, not that they're psychos, but that they're way too over-controlling. And I highly recommend a book, Between Parent and Teenager. This is by Dr. Chaim Gannat. It's an older book. Uh, it's on my website, drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. One of the wonderful gifts that a parent can give a child in his teenage years, in his or her teenage years, is psychological independence, letting your child make their own decisions, assuming that your child is making rational decisions. But if you've been dating a boy that you judge as good, I'm assuming he's not a drug addict, you sound like one of those kids who has really tried to be a good kid, a good girl, and hopefully you're becoming a good woman now, and you want to train yourself to use your own judgment. And that's what a good parent would let go and let you do. Even if you make a few mistakes, if you found out this guy is no good and you got burned by him, well, then you move on. 
Now, that doesn't mean you jump into bed with him and have sex with him right away. If you get pregnant, then that's major, especially if you're not comfortable with getting an abortion, especially at that young age. Um, I would highly encourage an abortion, but you can call me another time on that question if that ever comes up. But right now, uh, your goal is not to obey your parents, but to use your own judgments. Don't rebel either. A lot of teenagers just rebel against their parents, and that makes it hell for everyone. So your parents are probably decent parents, but I would say that if they read between parent and teenager that they might feel like they have some support in a different direction to go that's much more respecting of you. And coming up, what do we have? We have a caretaker, a woman who's a caretaker of her elderly parents and her siblings are jealous and they're kind of t- trying to call the shots. And we'll also have Dr. we'll also have Peter Schwartz talking about selfishness. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the rational basis of happiness. Do you want your doctor to decide what treatment or medicine you need? Or do you want the government to decide what treatment you are allowed? If you would like more information on politics and your health care, visit the website of Americans for Free Choice in Medicine, www.afcm.org. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist doctors Kenner and Locke. When you are in a sexual mood, how can you invite your partner to join you? Find out what your partner likes. For example, their favorite time of day. What arouses your partner? A bubble bath and wine, dancing in the living room, cuddling and kissing, a sensuous massage, watching romantic videos. It helps create the mood if you make your partner feel sexually visible. Tell your loved one what you like about him or her sexually, including physical attributes you adore and the physical movements you enjoy. Let your loved one know what other things you enjoy being kissed on the neck or wearing certain perfume or cologne how to eliminate turnoffs like tickling or kissing during periods of important concentration and what special ways your partner can dress and undress that excite you you can download chapter one for free by going to drkenner.com and buy it at amazon.com 